Derek Darr here at Flat Mountain Brewhouse for the Garden City Coaches Show. We are here with Krista Lindenberger and Jocelyn Sosa. Krista Lindenberger is the head cross-country coach, and Jocelyn Sosa is a junior runner. And, Coach, just tell us a little bit about your last meet and how your team did. Um, well, we went to – we actually split – the team, um, our, G our JV team went to Lakin and we took our varsity team to um, El Dorado. And um, our boys ended up first and the girls ended up uh, second place. Um, ran really, really well. I, we felt like coming off of a week where we, our Monday and Tuesday were pretty heavy days. Um, we worked them pretty hard and so we weren't real sure what we were gonna look like, but that, you know, El Dorado isn't necessarily our goal. So we have to kind of work through that, but they ran really, really well despite that. So we were, we were excited. And who would you say impressed you the most on your team? Oh, gosh, there's many of them. Um, they all ran really, really well. Uh, Josiah Munoz on our boys' side had a great run, um, as well as Hayden Nemechek. Um, Jocelyn here had a great run that day, and so did our uh, two freshmen, Kate Weesey and Natalie Guevara. Um, all three of those front girls ran, ran super well for us. Now, Jocelyn, you took ninth at the meet, and... How would you say, were you pleased with your performance? It was definitely hard. Um, it was, I wasn't completely pleased, but I also wasn't complaining. It was something different. Having two freshmen right there with me, um, you know, pushing me. And what's that like having a runner like Kate Weesey, who's so talented, and does that help motivate you? It does. It helps push me more every day at practice, you know, meets. Just helps me because it makes me more competitive as a runner. And uh, how pleased were you with your team's finish of second place? I was very pleased. We all did very good. The girls did good sticking together, and the guys did too. They all were very close with each other, and we've had a strong finish. And how, was, how were you guys able to push through and get that strong finish despite having such a tough week of practice? I think it was just all mentality. We all went in very strong that night. We all talked about it, you know, got some stuff cleared up. And I think it was just to have fun and just finish strong as a team. And, Coach, uh, we talked to the Holcomb cross-country coach a couple weeks ago, and he said his uh, strategy is he pushes his team pretty hard in practice and doesn't worry about going easier on them before meets as long as it's not postseason because it's more important to have the team ready for postseason. Is that a similar uh, approach you take to your practices? Absolutely. Yeah, we work through just about everything. Um, our main goal is, is not even to get necessarily, you know, these guys aren't going to even feel real fresh even for our WAC meet this week. They'll feel a little better. Um, our main goal is, is the next two weeks following this week, which are regionals and state. And I might mention, too, uh, what Jocelyn said a little bit ago, just going back to that. Um, Jocelyn's ran the last couple of years um, kind of – she's kind of had to train with our boys group. We haven't had a, a, a girl runner who could really hang with her and, and really push her at practice. And so I think this has been nice for her. Um, she knows what it's like to be on the other side of it where you don't really have that camaraderie or that – I mean, she does with her other teammates, but somebody who's actually there pushing you um, – right next next to you at practice and so I, I think it's been a it's been a good thing for all three of those girls um, who have been able to work together at practice and I failed to mention too Devin Chapel was our runner he was the runner-up at that El Dorado meet and so I 
want to make sure I get that in there because he did, of course, have a good race. He's he's been racing real well since the beginning. So, and he's been the top runner for you guys all year and has had a strong season. Mm -hmm. What is it about him that makes him special? Um, well, he's just got. I mean, the, the thing with Devin is a little like we have we have a lot of boys on our team who put in really big summers and and I think are starting to feel the effects of that. Devin's um, kind of one of those, but Devin has, I mean, there's just kids out there, whether we like to say it or not, who just have natural ability. And Devin's one of those kids that just has a natural motor, um, you know, training, training and some of those things are just gonna come a little more simply for him, a little more easily for him than um, some of our other kids. But, um, you know, some kids just have to work a lot harder to be where they're at, and Devin um, does work hard, but he's also got a lot of natural ability. And Munoz had a great race taking fifth place. Was that a bit of a surprise, or is that what you expect from him? Um, I, well, it's a little bit of a surprise, but not really. I mean, he was one of those boys that's p that put in a big summer, and um, the nice thing about it, I love to look back at his, because last year he ran one meet, um, and then uh, he was uh, not, not a super, he didn't come in as a freshman super, super strong. Um, really lacked a lot of strength, and um, he totally turned that around this summer. He put in a lot of miles and did a lot of hard work, and um, it is completely paying off for him. He's a totally different runner this year than what we, we saw of him last year. And looking ahead to the WAC, what would you guys, how do you feel your chances are to win it, both of the boys and the girls? Um, our boys side really, really well. Our girls are going to ha we're going to have to really come together and, and run pretty strong to upset, uh, Dodge city, I think. Um, but the nice thing about it is we've gained on them all season. So I feel like if, if we, if, if things fall in the right place, um, for our ladies and, you know, we can feel a little bit better this week than we even did last week, we have that opportunity most definitely. Um, our boys' side, you know, I'm not going to say it's a given. Um, looking at the Dodge City results from this past, the meet that they ran this past week, um, I think it was in Salina. Man, they laid out some really good times. So um, our boys aren't a shoe-in either. They're going to have a little work cut out for them. But um, I think on both sides, we absolutely are contenders for that number one whack spot. And would you say Dodge City is your toughest challenge for both teams? Um... Yeah, I mean, great Bend. He has, he, they have some good girls, too. It's hard to say. Um, those three teams on the girls' side are going to be are gonna be the three tough ones. Um, on the boys, yeah, I would say probably. Uh, well, uh, you know, I, we'll just have to see. I, there could always, there's always surprises. We haven't seen much of Liberal since our very first meet, so they're kind of a question mark a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I think. And... So it should be a good meet for you guys. And Jocelyn, how bad does your team want to beat Dodge City? Very badly. We, that's, <laughs> it's a Dodge. It's something we've always just naturally had against them, I guess you could say. Just a competitive thing that we have. It drives you. And we're going to take a quick break on 99.9 .9 The Rock on the Garden City Coaches Show. And it's more cross country. When we come back, you don't want to miss it. Dude. Two minutes, Brandon, then bring us back two minutes. And we are back at Flat Mountain Brewhouse for our Garden City Coaches Show. Derek Dar here with Krista Lindenberger and Jocelyn Sosa. And we were just talking about their chances in the WAC, but back to the last meet, uh, how would you grade your each team's performance during the meet? Um, well, man, you know what? As a... 
as a coach and watching them and the effort they put out every day at practice and, and watching them go through what they go through and, and the things they do to try to get to the point where they're at, it's hard to not give them an A every day, every day just for effort. Um, but I feel like we really um, had a lot of composure. I think um, we ran pretty smart races. I don't think we did anything crazy. Our girls' side, maybe our our uh, our aside from our top three, we might have gotten ourselves, our other four might have gotten ourselves into a little bit better position at the start of the race. That would have been the only only critique kind of thing I would have put out there for any of them. Our boys packed together super well. Um, it's so fun to watch them run so close together and to just be one after the other. There's a lot of strength in that, I feel like. So, um, yeah, I'd give them a grade of an A. And what grade would you give your team's performance, Jocelyn? Also an A. They did all very good. Um, they just all put very good effort in. I feel like this season has just been, I'd say, an eye-opener, like the girls' side especially. It was just, it's nice to see how strong we've all become and how close it's been. Like yeah. even in the races, just the competitive, it's just, it's nice to have it. Yeah, if you would have asked me at the beginning of the season, I would have put a big question mark on it. But I think they've definitely worked hard and come together, all of all seven of them. So you guys didn't quite maybe expect the girls team to have the strong year they've had. It wasn't expected, but it was something that we all, I guess, worked for. So it wasn't a surprise either. It's just something that kind of came and we accepted it. They kind of grew into it, yeah. And does that make having such a good season even better when maybe you weren't so sure at the beginning of the year how it's going to turn out and it then does. you ended up having such a great year? Definitely. It, it just motivates you. Every day it just makes you want to do better. And... What do you think it's been that's made your team, both teams, so successful this season? Um, I just think it's their work ethic. I mean, they all, they, a lot of times, it's hard as a runner to go out there and just run for yourself. I think um, you make connections with, with, uh, with teammates and, and uh, kind of form a bond there, and, and then it becomes a lot easier to go out and work hard, and, and you're working for the team and working for others more so than just yourself. And I think there's a whole nother, whole nother level that, um, you can kind of get to through that route um, and our kids do a great job of that they they seem to like one another a lot and uh, all get along pretty well you know they're they're not buddy buddies during the day but man we come to to practice and and I think they enjoy one another a lot and that's a big part of and how do you foster such a team environment in, in an individual sport like cross country um, I think a big part of it is you realize, um, and if they don't realize, of course we point it out to them, but I think on a daily basis you're suffering together. I mean, you're putting your, the sweat and the hard work and, and you're all side by side and everybody's, everybody's kind of laying it out there and I think that, that goes a long ways um, to for forming a bond as to uh, just suffering together as one. And would you agree with that, Jocelyn? Um, yes, I do agree with that. I think it it does help. Like I don't know, it just we do come together as one. That's all. And what would you say? How close would you say your team is, and how important do you think that is for a cross country team, given that it is an individual sport, although there is a team score. Our team is very close. I feel like this year, especially, like the guys have came in with the freshmen, especially they've came in and put themselves in and talked to us, and we've talked to them communication. 
we've all just been very good at communicating this season and it's helped you can see the results on how we race and it just always shows how close we are there's and I think it's worth mentioning too. Our, I mean, all 52 of our kids. I don't. I don't think there's anybody who goes unappreciated uh, each day by by their peers, which is really nice. Because I mean, and we, we talk about it a lot. You you uh, you could have you can have 14 kids who run varsity, but without those other 40 kids underneath them, um, you know, they're not going to get a whole lot better. So we talk about how each. Each kid's important, and, and don't ever doubt that you have a purpose on this team. And how important is it that those even non-varsity kids have good attitudes and buy in, and how do you get kids like that to buy in? I think that also comes back to how we all connect. It's just we're just so all close and tight bonded that I think at that point it's not all so much of who's the best, but how we all perform and improve together. And back to you, Coach. Who would you say is your most improved runner this season? One for the boys and one for the girls. Oh, gosh. Um, that's a tough one to pick because there's so many. Um, you kind of put me on the spot here. I don't know that I'm ready to answer that question just yet. We may go back to that <laughs> one. Because we have a couple weeks left, and <laughs> right. there's a lot more going to happen here in the next couple weeks. So. Sure, absolutely. And how – so – you mentioned an A on your team's performance. Would you say you have an A on the season as well? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like as a as a coach, you look at and as a coach of a sport like cross country, you you look at a successful season a little bit differently than just wins and losses. Um, you know, you don't really have a wins and loss record. I mean, I guess you can't you you could break it down so that you did, but um, I don't consider us to really have a wins and loss record. Um, for me, it's, it has to do a lot with each individual's success and, and, and where those kids start from and how far we can get those kids to go throughout the season or even throughout their four-year uh, or three-year or whatever it may be for each individual, um, their cross-country career. And I think um, Coach Algram does a real good job of looking at that as a whole, and, uh, um, and uh, I think that just, just helps us uh, to see things in, as, a, as a bigger picture. Um, and Jocelyn, uh, what grade would you give yourself on the season, and how close would you say you are to meeting your goals this year? I would give myself an A for effort, definitely. Um, otherwise, my goals this year were, you know, I've been a little off of my PRs, just by a couple seconds, 20 seconds. It's just harder, I guess, now that I'm, like, junior to definitely improve on my times. I feel like I have to put a little more effort than what I used to. Mm. And would you say that you're rewarded when you put that extra effort in? I do. I definitely see it and feel it within myself, your mentality. It all comes together. And work with that, we're going to take a quick break on 99.9 .9 The Rock, and we'll be back with more cross country on the Coaches Show when we return. And we are back at the Garden City Coaches Show live from Flat Mountain Brew House, Derek Darr here with Krista Lindenberger and Jocelyn Sosa. And now just what do you think your goals are for the rest of the season? How far do you think these teams can go in the postseason? Well, I absolutely think that we have an opportunity to, to take both teams to state. Um, they haven't led me to think otherwise. 
I think our um, our WAC is always pretty tough. WAC is sometimes a tougher race for some of our kids than even our regional meet is. Um, as far as individual-wise, uh, but I think both of these groups have an opportunity to be top three at regionals and move on to state. And it, does everyone go to regionals, or do you have to place a certain time at WAC to make it to regionals? Uh, nope, there's four nine-team regionals throughout the state, and so everybody gets an opportunity, and then you just qualify from regionals to state. So. And how well individually and team-wise do you have to do to make it to state from regionals? Uh, state qualification is top three teams um, get automatically go. And then um, individual-wise, they'll take five individuals. The top ten qualify, um, but five of those have to be individuals of non-qualifying teams. So they'll move on down the list, and if those, top, if those uh, five individuals aren't in the top ten, then they'll move into the next uh, numbers to see who those individuals are going to be. So it's kind of – Right. So interesting. So you could finish in the top ten – and end up not qualifying for state? Um, actually, no. If you, if you finish in the top – so we had this happen last year. If you finish in the top ten, you will go to state. Um, there were five individuals – actually, six individuals in the top ten last year in our boys' race at regionals, and the sixth one was ours. And so it was a big question mark, well, does he go or does he not go? Well, it states in the Keisha rules that the top ten do qualify. So in that instance, they actually took six individuals, including our so, – our, the sixth one was our boy, and so he got to go run. So that was kind of interesting. I've not actually had that happen on our side before. I'm sure it's happened in the past, but um, just depends on the on the year. Some years those five are in the top ten, like they were last year, and some years um, you you know you can go down past 15 to find that next that last fifth individual kid. And what does your team need to do to be able to qualify for state? Um, we just need to keep doing what we're doing. We need to stay healthy, number one. Um, you know, you always run that risk of uh, late in the season, some, you know, somebody having an overuse injury or something like that as a runner. Um, so just trying to make sure they stay healthy. We, we of course, hit our, our pinnacle as far as mileage goes. So we've, ba you know, we've slightly um, downsized a little bit on what we're doing each week. And so hopefully that makes them all feel a little bit better. And so when you can get past that point, um, I think you feel a little bit better maybe about um, not having those injuries or those overuse things, but just keeping them healthy and um, illness-free and over the next couple weeks is going to be a big big thing for us. We're not super, super deep on either side. Um, you know, on our boys' side, we're a little bit deeper as far as our most competitive kids than we are on our girls' side. We lost Kira Hagman early in the season to an injury, um, and she was, you know, one of our top four girls um, so we've kind of, you know, for, for our girls team to have battled back from that and to have filled spots, I'm, I'm very proud of them, definitely for that. So hopefully we don't, have to, we don't have to fill any more spots. And how does preparation for state look going forward? You said you're going to pull back. How much do you pull back during practice, and is there a fear that you're going to get your team maybe pull back too much? Well, that's always a fear, but no. Um, I, we... Uh, we don't pull back a ton, um, I, and Coach Algram has that down to a great science. He's uh, one of the, he's the best I've seen at um, having our kids ready for postseason. Um, since we kind of since I, we kind of I kind of handed that off to him uh, many years ago, and he's done an awesome job with that. I always struggled um, as as a coach uh, getting kids to peak 
um, at the right time and not, like you said, maybe doing too little. Um, I always felt like that was such a big struggle. And, man, he's just on point with it. It seems like every year our kids run really well um, come postseason. So. And, Jocelyn, what would you say your goals are for the postseason, and how do you make sure you meet them? Our goals are definitely state and, you know, regional, getting us up there, top three in regionals to make it as a team. My All my years of high school so far, my freshman and sophomore year, I've gone solo, so I've not had the team of girls come and join me. And it's just, it's hard, I guess, because you have to put a little more effort on yourself, and it doesn't come so much as a team. You have to put pressure on yourself with the guys. So then there, you it's just a little harder. So I'm hoping this year our girls do come together and we do make it to state. So you think you'll have an easier time once you make it to state if you have your teammates there with you? I definitely do. I feel like that will definitely be a push on all of our times. And motivation, just keeping you there, supporting each other. Absolutely. And how do you make sure when it pulls back that you don't let that those more easier practices get you to, I guess, not stay as focused? Um, when they say easy practice, I wouldn't consider. It. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I don't it's even. Just a little bit. I don't even Easier. think. They, I don't even think they notice that it's uh, that we're doing less or that we're because it's not. A, it's not a lot. It's just right. enough that hopefully their legs and physiologically, um, some of those things happen just naturally. And I, I honestly don't even think they they probably notice it or realize it. Other than maybe some things are a little shorter and faster than than, than what we had done. Yeah. So maybe their body notices the difference and has time to heal, but. It's still intense enough that yeah. their mind can't really tell it's any Absolutely. more difficult. Absolutely. It's not that drastic of a change, yeah, as far as just, I guess, in your mind, for sure. And as a leader, how do you motivate the other girls to try to make it to state with you? Definitely. I don't try to put so much pressure on them. I just kind of let it happen. And, you know, every day we talk about different things, how our season's going, how our meets went. And I think it's just building more intensity, I guess, as we go. Just a little more, I'd say, intelligence into what's coming in. A little more advice, I would say. Absolutely. And how important do you think it is that uh, you have your teammates there with you? It's important because it motivates you in a different way. When you have a team and you have a group together coming together and we're all you know enjoying the moment and putting all our efforts in you can see it you know so when it's just yourself it's a little different you have to run for yourself you're not putting as much work in as if it was for a team and doing it for others and with that we're going to take a break on 99.9 the rock and we'll be back with our coaches show when we return and we are back live from flat mountain brew house for the Garden City Coaches Show, Derek Darr here with Krista Linenberger and Jocelyn Sosa. And Jocelyn, what would you say, running is obviously a very difficult sport. Is there a certain process you have to do throughout the day in terms of what you're eating stuff to make sure you're ready for practice at the end of the day? Um, I would say just a normal diet, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, but definitely hydrate. You have to hydrate yourself because you definitely feel it at practice if you do not. And how do you recover after a tough practice? Elevate your legs, and I like to ice bath. I feel like that really helps my muscles. But other than that, elevate your legs and ice baths. 
And um, what do you would you want to say to anyone who's thinking about becoming a runner but doesn't know if they want to do it or not? I say go for it. You missed opportunities you don't take. Also, just, you know, if you don't try it, you, you don't know. You never expect. Like, there's some runners that become really good at it and not expect what they wanted, you know? Some just go for fun and expect less than what they actually perceive. And what is it that um, you guys as a team need to do to kind of keep the culture going in years going forward? I think we need to talk about it a little more, have it be a little more known and make it more, I guess you could say, put it out there that it's a little more enjoyable than it sounds. Because most, you know, they hear running and they don't want to do it because it's a very hard mental thing that you have to go through. But the process of doing it isn't as bad as make people make it sound. So I think just putting it out there, what you, the reality of what cross country is. And what is it that you like about running? I definitely like that it's something you get to put in yourself, your own work. Other sports, it's more like a team thing. You have to all put in the same effort, put in a little more, you know, to win the whole game. As a runner, you definitely see your own progress. So if you put in the work, you will definitely see it, the results in the meets. So do you like uh, an individual sport like cross country where it's kind of on you and you know whether you did good or bad, whether a team where you could have an individual good performance and still lose or play bad and still win? It's both. I play both sports um, with, you know, cross country being kind of a solo sport with team support. And I play soccer, which includes the whole team. I'd say they both have their, their days, you know, cross country sometimes it's just if you see that you've put in the effort, you definitely expect what you get out of it. Soccer, you could put all the effort you want, and if your team didn't come together that day, it just it might not work out for you. And coach, how would you say that individual sport compared with cross country maybe compares with a team sport for someone who maybe plays a team sports, never run cross country, they're thinking about it, but they're interested by that individual sport aspect of it? Um, I, I think it just opens up a whole new level of um, individuality and, and, and the, the kind of person you are and um, what kind of characteristics you have. I, I think you learn a lot about yourself uh, differently in both. Um, you know, there's a lot of aspects to a team sport that, that take a lot of, of certain characteristics to deal with and handle. And then I feel like, um, like with running or an individual sport like running, um, there are a lot of other things uh, that you really have to look inward on and that you, you really have to come to terms with as far as characteristics um, that are more individual to you and, and, uh, and, and how you progress and how you work through um, difficulties and things. Because like you said, in a team sport, there's always a team. Um, there's always others that fall into that formula or into, that, um, into what's uh, kind of the results are. And um, with running, that's not necessarily the case. It's... It's all about what, what you're willing to put in and um, what you get back out of that, I guess, as an individual. Well, thank you both for coming. Any closing words for the folks at home? Nope. Go Buffs. Go Buffs. And good luck with the rest of your season. Good luck at WAC and then regionals and state.
And we're going to take a quick break on 99.9 The Rock, and we'll be with coach, head coach Brian Hill when we return. And we are back with the Garden City Coaches Show. Derek Dar here with head football coach Brian Hill. Now, Coach Hill, uh, your team had a pretty tough game a week ago, a bit of out-of-character game. How do you – what went wrong, and how do you bounce back from a loss like that? Well, as I said after the game, that there wasn't a whole lot of things that did go right. So um, we would be here all day if I explained to you all the things that went wrong. But it can kind of be summed up in really two words, which is something that I discussed with the kids, was that we had a – we had poor effort, and it was, you know, we really had, we had, um, you know, really a lazy attitude, and, you know, those kind of things are what are, you know, going to get you beat, and um, we just didn't play with the kind of intensity and the kind of uh, focus that we had for, you know, the previous five games, and, you know, it was really disappointing to see, um, but, you know, coming back, you know, we just got to, you know, if there's a game to get your mind ready to go, it's going to be this one. And what's the attitude been like in practice uh, Monday and Tuesday? Well, you know, I mean, when you you uh, it takes a little bit to come back from that, and so you know we've been dealing with a little bit of that. But I think that that uh, you know we still got a few more days of practice here that I, I I expect our kids to be to be ready to go. I mean, they 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 know that it's important, and now it's they just got to go out and and do the same things that they've been doing, like they've been doing in practice for the first you know few weeks of the season. And were you pleased with how your teams responded in practice coming off a loss? Um, you know, it's 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 never as good as you want it to be, but I think that you know it, we're we're going to get there. Um, you know, that's that's the thing about you know football is that you know it, it's. It's a week at a time. Um, you've got to, you've got to, you know, overcome the the mental side of a loss like that. That, you know, we we we've got to realize the things that got us to where we were, you know, prior to playing Wichita East, and and we got to get back to doing those things. And and it's in some high intensity in practice, and and you know, some real good focus. And I think that we'll 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 get there. And playing against Dodge City, it's a. Uh not your usual hatchet game. You have both teams are having excellent years, but both teams are headed into the game coming off a loss, and it definitely has whack title implications for this game. But how would you say it's important, knowing they're kind of almost going through the same thing you guys are this week, how do you make sure you guys bounce back better than Dodge City does? Well, I mean, I think that's just focusing on us. You know, I mean, we, we've got to make sure that what we're doing and, you know, we watching film and, and listening to the coaches and, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not rocket science. I mean, football is, is done. It's just one of the hardest thing to do, and especially from a teenage point of view is, is, you know, you're getting here late in the season. It's cooling down. Your body's hurting a little bit more than it did a few, a few weeks ago. And, and, you know, it's really easy to succumb to that, to that feeling, and and to not give as much effort, and want to think that you need more time. But, um, you know, it, it's it, it's just it's mental toughness. You know, what it comes down to is is that, um, you know, the team that can handle coming off their loss and be able to put it behind them, and and you know, turn and learn really from it. Um, you know, that's those that's probably the team that's going to win Friday. And tell us a little bit about the hatchet game. What is it about that? game that makes it so special well i think the biggest thing is is that you know every play is is magnified um 
you know, I've said in the past and to other people that it, you know, I've been to state championship games and, and big games and, and, you know, whether it be at junior college or in high school and, and you know, it, it has that feeling that, you know, it's, you can gain three yards against, you know, Wichita West or four yards against Wichita West and everybody kind of gives a golf clap. You gain three or four yards against Dodge City and it's a huge roar, you know. I mean, any time that, you know, the home team or, you know, the away team, whoever it is, can cheer for their team, you know, they're going to do it. And and so, you know, you just got to be – you got to stay in the moment. You got to understand that there's going to be um, there's going to be good things. There's going to be bad things that happen to you. I mean, I've, this will be my 12th one, and, and I can, you know, honestly almost write a book probably about each one of them because they're, you know, they have their own story, you know, built within each one of them. And it's just something that, that you know, you, you kind of sometimes got to expect the unexpected. Um, we've had some crazy things happen to us in the game. We've had some crazy positive things that have happened to us in the game. And, and um, so, you know, it's not something you can prepare for. Um, but you just got to understand that those kind of things are happening and then the way you handle it, you know, mentally um, is probably going to determine the outcome. And you guys have played in a couple of college stadiums this year that were well attended both against Hayes and against Hutch. Do you think that will help to prepare your team for an intense environment like the Hatchet game? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, that's always something that, you know, I think that the Hutch environment helped us at Hayes. Um, and I think that those both will help us, you know, um, you know, Buffalo Stadium is a great place to play a football game. Um, you know, <clears throat> it's what sometimes when we do go to Wichita, like we did last week, that, you know, without the Jumbotron and without the bands and without a huge crowd and, and those kind of things that sometimes it's, you know, you forget that you have to kind of, you know, bring your own, you know, intensity to the game. And, you know, at Buffalo Stadium, you don't have to do that. You know, those things are kind of provided for you. And, and um, you know, that's, that's why I'm glad that this game is at home. Um, I think it'll make it a little easier to overcome uh, the loss and everything from last week is, is to get in front of our home fans and, our, you know, the home stadium and, and uh, in a comfortable environment. And, you know, I think that the kids will be really ready to play on Friday. So would you say you think your team actually plays better under the, the bright lights and the really the more pressure there is in a game, it actually makes them rise to the occasion? I think so. I think that, you know, I mean, that's, that's stuff that we talk about. I mean, you know, we, we practice with music on, you know, even a day like today when the wind's blowing 40 miles an hour, we still have music playing and it can be tough to hear. And um, I mean, and all we do all that, um, you know, because of that environment that we want to be able to be, you know, it's just second nature to our kids that, you know, when they're in a situation like that, that the noise and the, the surroundings, the cheers, the band, the cheerleaders, whatever it is, you know, those things are, are just kind of second nature. Um, they learn to block that out and they got to focus and focus on what their coaches are telling them. And, and so, you know, I do think that there, there is a point, a, a small part of that, 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 the way that we practice kind of prepares them for a bigger moment. And how many people would you say would be at, would you expect to be at the hatchet game this year? Oh, I don't know, but I hope everybody comes out. You know, I mean, it's, it's always a great time. And, and, um, you know, I know that there's always a lot of people that come from Dodge city. And so, I mean, it's just a, 
just an awesome environment. It really doesn't matter where we've played this game, whether it be at Dodge or over here, that, you know, the environment has just been outstanding. And, and um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really humbling and, and it's a privilege just to be a part of something like this because, you know, there's a lot of high schools and a lot of, you know, places that don't even have anything like this or their rivalry is, you know, I mean, they have a rivalry or whatever, but, I mean, we have a traveling trophy, you know, and, and to be able to – to, to say that you can walk by, you know, every day and see it in the in the trophy case is a special thing. And this is almost the number one event of a fall in Western Kansas. Uh, is the energy around school a little different? And how do you make sure that's not a distraction for your players? Well, it is. It, energy does change, you know, very quickly. I've told a lot of stories in my time and, and now and you know, I've had I've had uh, students that I've had in class that haven't said a word to me, you know, at all through the first seven or eight weeks of class. And then all of a sudden, you know, they come up to me and the only thing they ever ask me is, are we going to win the hatchet coach? And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, it kind of shocks me that they even spoke. But um, and sometimes I didn't even know if they remembered that I was the football coach, you know, at times. But, um, you know, I mean, they're definitely, I've, you know, already in a couple of days have been asked that. I know that there's many kids and students that are making plans to come to the game. And so, um, you know, it's, it's just exciting. And, and, and to be able to affect that many, you know, kids and, and um, it's really good for our school. It's really good for our community. And, you know, there's so many people that, uh, um, you know, this means so much to that that's what makes it special. And looking back at hatchet games of the past, what are some of your favorite moments from previous hatchet games? Oh, boy. Um, well, anytime you win is obviously right up there. Um, you know, but, um, you know, there, there's been some special ones, um, you know, for me personally. Um, you know, I've gotten all three of my sons, um, you know, when they played in the game, when they were seniors, they won the hatchet. And so that was a, that was a big family moment, you know, to be able to share that experience um, with them. Um, you know, my, my old, or my middle son, Derek, he's a, um, um, he had cystic fibrosis and played football still and unfortunately missed the game that year. And, uh, one of the special moments was, uh, his little, his younger brother, Peyton, um, when he missed that game, Peyton wore his Jersey in honor of him, um, at the game. And, uh, one of the last touchdowns of the game was scored by Peyton wearing his brother's number. And so, um, you know, that's, again, a kind of a personal family, you know, deal. But, um, you know, just, you know, the first one was probably the most dramatic. <laughs> um, my very first win uh, was my second year. Uh, the last uh, one that was played at Memorial Stadium and, um, you know, it was double overtime. And we scored, uh, you know, on a run from about three yards out to win the game. And, you know, just, just something that... Uh, you know, those moments, you know, are going to be cherished. And, you know, as I said earlier, it's just it's humbling and, and um, you know, just a privilege to be a part of something like that. Because, like I said, there's not there's not many places in the state of Kansas that you can be a part of something like this. And are those moments you make your players aware of to kind of show them the gravity the game has? Or is that something growing up here they already know all about? Well, I think everybody has their own, you know. I mean, you know, I know that, you know, if you've grown up here in Garden City that, you know, that, you know, you've been to many of these games and, you know, you may recollect, you know, a game of, you know, whoever it was that, you know, played that you saw and, and had a good game or, you know, that you idolized or something like that. And so, you know, I think that all those moments, I mean, you know, I think you got to be careful of, 
of, you know, trying to live in the moment um, or try to create a moment. You know, really the moments are created because you just let them happen and you, you're focused more on the game. Um, and I think that, you know, that's the biggest thing. You know, these kids, you know, last year were able to experience it. You know, we had to play this game a little earlier than usual than last year. You know, we played them in week three over there. And, and um, you know, again, we had lost it two years in a row. And, you know, so being able to do it at their place and for these kids to get it for the first time um, while they had been in high school was a special thing to be able to watch them celebrate um, and share that experiences with their teammates. And we're going to take a quick break on 99.9 The Rock on the Garden City Coaches Show. And we'll be back with head coach Brian Hill when we return. Go uh, to Brandon, then bring us back. Go to, then bring us back. And we are back with the Garden City Coaches Show live from Flat Mountain Brewhouse. Derek Darr here with head football coach Brian Hill. And now to talk a bit about Dodge City and how they match up with you guys they're a flexbone team, right? And how do you think that matches up with your defense? Well, they're a little more single wing um, than they are flexbone, but it, it looks a little bit like it. And um, but they've been able to recently, um, you know, they spread the football out a little bit and able to throw it. They've got some really good athletes on the outside that they like to get the ball to, and and so it's a you know it's a tough thing that um, you know they Coach O'Neill does a great job great job he has for many many years and you know the, those kids have really picked up the things that he's trying to do and and um, you know other than a, they gave up some big plays defensively last week which is you know to be somewhat expected as we did to Hayes um, and Jared Kanek but um, you know it's <clears throat> they're they definitely um, you know are, are very athletic you know on on the outside and and, um, you know, they, they play, you know, really good special teams. And, I mean, they're just well coached. And you got to be you, – you, they're not going to beat themselves. You've got to beat them. And how important is your defensive line getting in the backfield and getting sacks and pressuring the quarterback going to be to you guys slowing down that passing attack? Well, you know, I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, that's where it all starts, you know, especially defensively for us that, you know, our, when our defensive line is playing really well, that it definitely helps the back end guys because we don't have to cover as much and those kind of things. But, um, you know, they, they, we, need to, we need a good performance by them. Um, I didn't think that they played very well, I mean, uh, last week, which really no position group did. Um, but, you know, we really need a big effort from them. Um, because, you know, they do do so many things that, you know, not only are they going to have to stop, you know, the run, but we do need to be able to create some pressure uh, and, and, you know, not let their, their quarterback sit back there and, and find receivers for a long time. And is Terrell Elliott going to be ready to go for the game? Yeah, oh, he, he was just cramping last week, um, you know, hot and, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, one of those deals that um, – that he was just cramping up last week, and then at some point, you know, there's a there's a point of you know to put him back in the game and put him at risk of maybe getting hurt. Um, that there was really no reason for that, and so that's why we decided to keep him out. And will Colin Kleistuber still be out? Yes. Yeah, he, he uh, Colin's still out for it's uh, for the foreseeable future right now, and so you know, as we have the last few weeks, that will be we will be. Uh, uh, by committee back there at, at our B-back position. And you guys have a lot of depth at that position with Zach Kiosingfet filling in and Zane Burns, and they, they've done a good job, especially in the liberal game. And how much confidence does that depth give you 
in your backfield. Well, you know, it was one of the reasons why we chose to go to Flexbone was because of the number of athletes that we felt like could carry the football and play those multiple positions. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, when, when Colin went down, that, you know, it was a lot pretty quick, e easy to look, you know, to these other guys to be able to help out. And, um, you know, so, you know, when we get those guys in there and, and do the things that they need to do, I mean, it really doesn't matter who's in there. I mean, I'm not calling plays based off of who's in there. Um, we just want to try to make sure that we're keeping them, uh, you know, keeping them fresh and, and being able to be explosive when they do get the football. And how important will be your speed on the outside with guys like Sharit and Kiosingfet in taking yeah. apart their defense? Well, you know, I mean, that's, you know, speed is, is one thing, but at the same time that, you know, you've got to be able to control it and, and get people in open space. And, you know, that's what we had a trouble doing last week was getting guys in open space. And, um, you know, so we just we got to do a better job of blocking on the perimeter. Um, we didn't do a very good job of that last week, and um, but we also didn't do a very good job of blocking the line of scrimmage either. So, um, you know, we, there were times that we did move the football and did some good things, but, you know, last week it was more about the penalties or mental mistakes of missing a block or something like that that, as you said earlier, was a little uncharacteristic. We hadn't been making those mistakes, and um, when you get behind the chains like we were, um, for so long, of, you know, part of the game that it makes it really difficult on us with the type of offense that we're running. And Caleb Weesey on the run game, he had some bright spots against East, probably running it a bit more than he usually does, finding success. Is that something you guys plan to continue doing? Well, I mean, it, that's, you know, it's always built in for opportunity for him to run. I mean, we're not calling plays specifically for him to run. I just think that, you know, after a while, people have seen us, you know, and what we do on film. And, you know, you start taking away some of the other things, and then he has the opportunity to pull on that read and be able to carry the football. And so um, I think that's, you know, really what more was going on last week was just um, he was making really good reads. They were trying to take our – our, uh, you know, fullback away from us. And so um, he was pulling it and being able to find some open space and some creases to get some, some more yards. And how important what is it to your kids that they win this game against Dodge City? Well, I mean, it's really important, and I think it's really important to our seniors. You know, I mean, every every senior class always talks about not wanting to, you know, when they walk across the stage and, and when they leave uh, Garden City High School, that the one thing that they want to leave behind is the hatchet. And, and so I know that it is really important to them. And, and um, you know, I, I, it's none of that. I mean, it. All of the, the things that you can, you know, think about or talk about, the kids, I don't, I, you know, I know that they care. I know that they want to win. But the biggest thing, you know, is, is that we, we, we can't put the car before the horse. You know, we've got we've to practice today. We've still got two days of practice. And um, we've got to stay focused and, and, and take it just a day at a time and, uh, because there's a lot of preparation and a lot of stuff that have got to get through before we get that opportunity to take the field on Friday night. Absolutely. Good luck in the game next week, Coach. Thank you for your time, and that'll be it for our Coaches Show on 99.9 Vera.